Welcome to this week's episode of Nitty Gritty. It is the much anticipated co-host episode. Yes, this is what was anticipated was me, <laughs> Anna. Hello, co-hosting. So Anna's here with us this week, and we had the now world famous Shay and Sid McGee. Yes, universe famous, I think. Yes. I was thinking, but yes. Of Studio McGee, McGee and Co. Best-selling authors of their book Make Life Beautiful. The Netflix show. The YouTube channel. YouTube channel, Instagram. Instagram. I mean, everything. And so their book, I actually, I read the book and it is fantastic. It's really cool the way it's um, like formatted because it feels almost like a podcast because it just goes back and forth kind of chronologically through their whole story, but from each of their perspective. So it's like a couple paragraphs or a page from Shay and then something else from Sid. Um so if you haven't checked out the book, you should. It's awesome because we didn't have enough time. We could have spent way more time oh, on so many different things. Easily. Like they, they're awesome. Yeah. They're not only successful and talented and family and they have all these different avenues they're doing, but business and working together as a couple. I mean, we could have taken one of those topics. And then a whole podcast on the yeah, entire thing. They were awesome. So, but yeah, they were rad. They came in. They are on fire right now. I mean, totally. they are doing so many cool things. And she's pregnant. She's about to have her third kid. Mm-hmm. They're talking about they have their next, what is it? Series? Not series. Their next uh, season, season mm-hmm. of their Netflix show coming out. So It was cool. I felt like Sid really made me feel chill, like relaxed. And then Shay, I was like really amped and excited to like go and do my things. Yeah. Like they're fun. They're fun to talk to because then I'm like, I should skateboard more. (laughs) And then I should do more creative content. Like I I felt that really awesome combo. I want to go watch The Simpsons after talking. And Simpsons. Yes. And we talked, maybe we talked before about The Simpsons, but good times. And then total side note, Cam obviously isn't here. That's why Anna's here. He decided that he was going to turn the lights off on us. Well, like, because right I decided, in the middle of the episode, <laughs> I decided that I could not have all this BYU paraphernalia all around me and be recorded once again, especially if I'm going to be in Cam's spot. It's like, no. So I brought my Utah flag and yeah, he turned the lights off. Yeah. Like I, black. I, I sent a picture and we're right in the middle of a conversation and it goes completely pitch black. And my heart dropped because like, oh crap, something's wrong with yeah. the restaurant. Cam's not here to fix it. Yeah, I almost felt like it blew was my fuse. fault. Yeah, I thought we blew a fuse because we were <laughs> yeah. so amazing. The yeah. content we were delivering. Like the energy coming yeah. out of the room just yep. kind of blew it up. And I walk out of his office and there, his guy's hand, hands me a phone. It's like, Cam wants to talk to you. I was like, <laughs> I was like what in the world is this? Like, what a and Cam's just like, did you see my text? I was what? like, no, I, I was in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, he's I'm like, trying to listen. He's like, take that flag off my wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still here. He's like, I, I won't. With me. I'm not going to turn the lights back on until that flag is off of my wall. It it really balances the room out. I'm going to say it feels better in here. I'm not going to say the energy's better, but the energy's better. Just saying. But I'll take it with But me. it was really funny. So if there's an awkward pause in the middle of the episode. It's <laughs> because lights went out and we were trying to figure out what was happening. But I hope you enjoy the episode. Anna, thank you so much yeah, for coming. That was fun. We thank need you. to we need to have like this happen more often. Yeah. The Andrew and Anna show. I'll Sorry, do it. Sorry, Cam, you've been replaced. But Cam's Just great too. I'll do the Cam and Anna show. I'm I'm malleable. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it all. So we hope you like it. Check it out. Thank you so much. Welcome to this week's episode of Nitty Gritty. 
Super excited. We have Shay and Sid McGee, the world famous authors, TV show, everything. You guys have, <laughs> I, I don't know that you could have like an official bio because there's just everything with what you guys have going on right now. But thank you so much for coming down. This is going to be a ton of fun. So my wife was very extremely jealous that I'm sitting here talking to you guys. I, I didn't even tell you. So we're in the process of building a house and there is a lot of Studio McGee in our house right now. Okay. And nice. so she was like, hold on, they're really coming. You mean like pictures of them? Yeah, just, just all over your house? Like portraits. Oh, okay. That's so nice. It's like what all the art is. <laughs> yeah. It's just portraits. That's so nice. So, But thanks guys. And we have a special ghost, oh, guest host. This is Cam. Hello. <laughs> Hello guys. With Anna this week. So thanks Anna for being here. Yeah, it's fun. I'm glad. It's fun to be asked and invited. So thanks. So guys, I want to, I mean, first of all, I don't know really where to start with all this stuff going on, but I wanted to hear a little bit more about you guys growing up. I know we talk a little bit about it in your book, but kind of your background and maybe what helped get you to where you are now and kind of what things you're currently doing. Um, and so neither of you grew up in Utah, right? No. Sid, you grew <laughs> up in Texas? Um, no, Shays. Yes, I'm Shay. Um, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I was actually going to ask that. Like, how Sid. often does that happen that people change your name? People names? are always like, Sid, you're such a good designer. And I'm like, oh. You're like, no, he's not. Uh, <laughs> she <laughs> hates that. People are like, Shay, you're so good at business. I'm like, he is good at business. I don't know if they could be talking about me or her. I don't know. Yeah. You know? So it happens a lot. Yes, it does. A lot of S's. We have the same initials too. Um, but yeah, I think that my path was not an entrepreneurial one. My dad was an FBI agent growing up and my mom uh, stayed home with us. And I am really logical. And so like the idea of going into a creative field was not something that crossed my mind. But I don't know. I think that if it wasn't for Sid's encouragement, I probably wouldn't be designing at all because I went to BYU, I studied communications, and even though I wasn't really enjoying my career path, I feel like I was probably too afraid to switch. But then he saw how much I loved design and pushed me, pushed yeah. me to change directions. Well, the comfortable thing is having a plan and sticking to and kind of knowing what steps are coming next. And yeah, I mean, that's comfortable and makes you feel safe, right? Right. When you have a plan that you can kind of fall back on. What were you doing with communications? Like, what was that taking you to? Yeah, so I, uh, my emphasis was PR. So I graduated from BYU and then I worked at a firm in Salt Lake doing PR. And then when we got married and I moved to California, I was working in the marketing world. And so really in hindsight, that served me so well to have that experience and yeah. background, but I design wasn't a clear next <laughs> step. Um, my minor was in modern dance. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I don't know. That's I don't want to. Design wasn't really on the radar. Yeah. Um, so I, then when we got our first apartment, it was this crappy little condo in Laguna, and I that was like my blank canvas, and I just could not stop talking about it. And Sid saw that. So yeah. I'm like disappointed now that you don't dance on your show. Like I want to see like an empty room and just like a little modern interpretation oh, of yeah. what you're going to put where I'm just saying, think I about mean, it. like I grew up in Texas. I was it. like on the drill team. I had the oh fringe and the, all, all of it. <laughs> That's amazing. And Sid, you grew up in California. Yeah. So I grew up in like Huntington beach, California. And I mean, that's 
I grew up working at like a surf shop, skate shop very early on just because my brothers did. And I was like, I just want to hang out with my brothers and they're cool and let's surf and do kind of the things that were, were more and more fun and enjoyable. Um, and I think that it wasn't until like, you know, after I was in school and figuring out what I was going to do. And uh, my parents were like, hey, you kind of just need to like pay for yourself and support yourself. And I was like, okay, well, then I'm just going to take a When he was fun and enjoyable, like, you know? He like calculated how many days he could skip school to go to Disneyland. Like that, that was like, he made the most of his high school experience. I don't know how my parents like didn't take it more seriously when they got a call like almost every day saying like, your student like missed this grade or whatever, missed the day. because you were the youngest by how many years? Like a hundred years? Six years off the tail end, right? (laughs) So there's five, I had five siblings, older siblings, and then I'm like off the tail end by six, but like they just let it go. So did you get good grades though? Uh, (laughs) I graduated high school. I graduated. You graduated. You made it. Who's like running around showing high school grades anyway? I am. No one's like, it's like you just got, I got through. We all did, right? So I did the same thing through high school and my fallback was like i managed good grades and so my mom couldn't say anything she was so mad i mean my day would start at gandalfo's it was a breakfast sandwich joint Uh uh-huh and that's where we would start school and i learned that if i brought a sandwich back for my teachers i didn't have to do work that day (laughs) and so yeah it was awesome and so my 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 mom would get mad i was like well you can't get mad i have good grades my teachers are happy oh my gosh you two need to have a podcast yeah like like oh Oh, we just lost all power oh this isn't good apparently that was a bad idea i take it back you should not start a podcast (laughs) about high school graduating this is actually really interesting this is a nitty-gritty after hours (laughs) welcome only andrew is lit with his computers i'm gonna go see what's going on that's crazy it looks like there's. So we can the mics. What happened? Cam turned the lights off because you put a U flag up. Like that was legit. That was Cam remotely turned off the power. To... No, he called me on the phone. <laughs> he was like, "Take oh that flag gosh. down, or the lights are not coming back on." <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh. <laughs> I apologize. Then this is all my fault. Oh my gosh! We're right in the middle. I, I had that, to. I just couldn't. Keeping it real. I, I just had to have my own background because I just couldn't do this. I just, I look at it all the time. I didn't think you could really do that. That's hilarious. But he did. What a turd. Okay. I hope you're still recording because what a turd. Yeah. <laughs> oh my sorry, gosh. We didn't stop recording. It didn't. All right. Well, sorry yes. about all that. Where were we? We were talking about something. We were talking about uh, high like school. gaming life oh. and getting yeah. by. Yeah. Sid barely to, graduated. That was, that's definitely like, that's my like uh, life ethos is just. I always was, Shay was very like, here's my plan, follow the rules, that's how you win. And mine was just like, there's always a way around these stupid rules because every rule was pretty much stupid. So let's yeah. just let's just figure this out. Like, tell there's me what you want me to do and then I'm yeah. gonna figure out another way to get it done yeah. just because I don't want to listen to what you told me to do. Exactly, or it was like, hey, like, I'm just like, hey, it, let's just sneak up to the front of the concert. And she's like, no, you can't, you have to have a special pass and you have to like follow the rules. And then and I'm like, let's just go, we'll talk to the guy, we'll see if we can get up there, you know? And it would work out and she's like, oh, freaking hate that it works for me every I time. I go to the front of the line, they're like, ma'am, we're gonna escort you out of the building. You're like, and okay, sir, Sid sorry. Does, <laughs> <laughs> Sid does, they're like, oh, come, come uh, on in. Uh, and so we make a good team because I'm lucky. You are lucky. I told her that before we got married. I'm like, babe, I'm just, I don't know if I'm really good at anything, but I'm lucky and it always works out. She's like, okay. You always got to have a friend like that though. (laughs) They can get you to the front. 
So how did that work when you guys yeah. met? I mean, being how so did you opposite. Meet? Yeah, how, how did you meet, first of all? We would not have dated in high school. <laughs> Sid was like punk rock, jet black dyed hair. Like, he would like, it was like Just flat, surfer like skater. Surfer yeah. skater. Um, this he wore skinnier jeans than I could have ever pulled <laughs> off. Oh, that's the ticket. Um, that's yeah, the you were. It was a jeans. it was the jeans. <laughs> it was the jeans. And then he played he played intramural soccer with my brother. So he was at UVU, and uh, I went to go help my brother at Helaman Halls move out of his storms into the his big boy apartment, and Sid went to go help and. I, on my way over, uh, my brother was like, my friend Sid's going to be there. He's going to um, help and you're going to like him, but don't because he's my friend. And but then don't. don't like <laughs> him. <laughs> don't like him because he's my friend. Thanks, bro. Like, thanks. Uh, yeah. And then I pulled in and there he was and he was standing on a skateboard. And uh, honestly, I think we, we went out on our first date the next night. He Sid asked for my phone number in front of my mom. In front of the mom. I just want to know yeah. what your brother said. And my brother, and well, and he's like, uh, oh, he's just like, like already like rolling his eyes, you know, of course. Just keeping it casual, you know. <laughs> Let's just hang out. I love that it was in front of her mom that you got her number. <laughs> yeah. Why well, oh. didn't I? Yeah, I was yeah. taking advantage of the window of <laughs> no opportunity. Fear. Right? So yeah. it was just like, hey, I was like mortified. You're cool. We should hang out sometime. Like, let me just. <laughs> and get she your just, like, I just remember her face, like, you know, just like, I can't believe this is happening, but, um, that's such a look your mom would make right there. So, uh, we, we like the, I mean, within weeks when we were hanging out every day, just became be- the best of friends and dated off and on for a long time. Um, for Provo standards, and for Provo standards. Yeah. two and a half months. Yeah. 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 <laughs> two years. <laughs> years. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So I gave him a run for his money. I was just scared to get married and Sid had no plan. <laughs> it wasn't part of your plan. Did that kind of scare you? Like his like lack of a plan. His lack of a plan. Because my wife is absolutely terrifying. Very to me. much like you. Yeah. I'm very much like you. And yeah. like she like checklist for every day, yeah. every item. I'm just like, no, yeah. please not do that. Yeah. And like if she doesn't like she grew up in the same house for 18 years. I moved 25 times by the time I graduated <laughs> college. You know, so it was like very yeah. very polar opposite in that area yeah um but it works out sometimes like all you can the balance things each other off right yes all the things like, i loved like, about you him probably have a plan me. and then there's also like the other side where it's like everything didn't go according to plan i'm freaking out like it's just a little bit of both you know i should probably have more of a plan than i do <laughs> and i help her just say like it's gonna be okay we get through it yeah so yeah, I think that really helped in leading to where we ended up and, and has helped continuously throughout like our business is just like we've set a plan and all throughout that time, you know, things shift all the time. Um, w- you know, the plan that we had set changes a lot. Things that we were going to do didn't work out. And so um, I think we had to really just like rely on that. Like it was good to have a plan so we could build our teams and have our structure but also just be like, hey, we're really flexible. If it doesn't work, like we're gonna we're gonna run with it, and we and we're fine. We'll just do it in a different way or a different time. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I always say like plan to pivot. That's like part of my plan is like pivot, pivot. You have to, or else you'll be frustrated and sad and feel like a failure. But yeah. life, life is not one easy row. It's easy never lane. linear. 
ever. No. It never goes in That's a straight cool. line. So. What? So what would you say has been a big pivot or a big change in your plan that was great for you guys that you weren't planning on, but it just changed, opened what you're doing now or what you dreamt to do? Studio McGee in and of itself was a pivot for us. Uh, we, If it wasn't for... Uh, Sid leaving his job and us deciding to go into business together because we were kind of in a rough spot like we wouldn't be here but then from there I mean honestly it was like what every month is a new yeah, pivot we went, pivoted like 26 <laughs> times yeah. we got here and we, we came to Utah we had just sold everything and we thought we it's so much less expensive to live here we'll buy a small fixer upper and we'll use that to market our business because you know lots of people on instagram and in their blogs they document the process and then that's how they get a following so that was like our marketing strategy and then we came here and because we had just started studio mcgee no one was going to give us a loan so we were like well crap we're what are we gonna do <laughs> that was our marketing plan <laughs> so uh, i guess that's not gonna work and uh, just time after time when we tried to launch our e-commerce business the first time no vendors would let us sell product their product on um the internet the furniture industry is not trusting of the internet and they, they so, just weren't gonna let you just sell it online huh no uh so then that scrapped the e-commerce plan for mm -hmm. a couple of years and oh i mean they failed just like e-commerce website the initial one like after spending a year and a bunch of money on it sucked and then we had to like ditch it after like a couple weeks yeah. or like a, we got it for like a month and then ditched it and rebuilt a new one and that was like a big change we just took the site offline completely because it was kept breaking anyway so um that's we're what's like, so fun about this is like hearing this because so many people easily look from the outside and say oh it's you guys have done all of these things, it must be so easy. You never get stuff wrong, but it's so fun to learn more about like the trials and the failures that get people to where they are as opposed to just kind of skating their way there, right? Yeah, I think it was like a repeat pattern that we always saw. Like we had our plan. We really wanted to like get into product. We tried to do product and the people like shut us down. Like, hey, either like we're just not gonna we don't want to open any more like retailers online or making like ridiculous requirements like you got to buy like twenty five thousand dollars worth of our stuff to like open an online account knowing that we were like new and mm -hmm. didn't couldn't no way we could afford that and so i think that was like we recognize this pattern of us always wanting to do something very like ambitiously and then being like shut down by somebody and then we like kind of come back to like our hotel room and like you know, lick our wounds and you're just like, dang, that sucked, right? And then that lasts for a little bit. We like grab dinner and then we talk again. Then we're like, dang, you know what? Screw them. Like, we're going to freaking show those guys. Like, we're going to do whatever it takes to where we're so good they can't like ignore us. Like, so if, if what that we was have like your now, bulletin board material right yeah. there. Yeah. Right. You know, totally. And so, I mean, that's what we would do is like, hey, right now we have the design like uh, avenue in front of us. Let's take that and we'll build it through using social as to be like the best designers and, and show what we can showcase what we can do and really be like a new age take on what that is and, and, and bring a lot of the audience along with us and do that in a, in a way that's new. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think we built that enough that after like a year or two, we came back to these same furniture markets 
And they were like, we've heard about this social media thing. We've heard we need to do it. Like, how do we do it? Like, you tell us how to do it and we'll let you sell our stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so they were trying to make all these bargains and deals. But I think um, that was just something like a pattern that we recognized was like, at first we'll just, we'll get bummed out and then we get mad. And then we, we get really, we really like get to work and figure out how we're going to accomplish like that goal eventually anyways, you know? Yeah, you prove yourself. Even if it's like a long way Mm -hmm, around, mm -hmm. right? And not that like quick way. So, yeah. I actually have a question about that. It's something that I hear female entrepreneurs talk about a lot is when does your spouse join you? That's the hardest thing for so many businesses to understand or to know when is that moment where you're all in as a couple and what like, so what happened? How did that happen? Maybe. When did that happen? Their spouse should never join them. <laughs> right. Well, that's they my husband. They don't want them to be their spouse, right? Right. That's you what know. I'm asking. Like, my husband, we keep changing the amount that, okay, when I make this much, then you're going to yeah. join. And it keeps getting higher and higher and higher. We're like, should we do this together? So Because I think sometimes there's going to be like, is there, does the relationship lend to that? And right. I think, like, that was one thing when I look at that. And then I'll let you chime in, Shay. Is like, we were fortunate enough to, like, we got along really well, Um way prior to any of the business conversations. And I think sometimes people have a relationship that works really well as like a spouse dynamic um, and and really ends up trading that off for like a business partner relationship, right? Because right? if you don't have the relationship that will sustain it very quickly, you're just like, here's my roles, here's your roles. Yes. And we're working it all, all the time. And if we have kids as well, then we just then do like a, a mom and dad role to our kids and you forget to be like a husband or a wife to your spouse. Right. And that's, that's something that even with our strong relationship, like was hard in the first couple of years of business was like, we gave, we put ourselves fully into the business and then had to take a step back and be like, Hey, we need to make sure that we, like Look out business for and kids, well. mm-hmm. you know, and then we kind of got lost in there. I feel like it's in like the whatever left over first time. couple mm-hmm. years until we had, you know, a moment where we like both knew we were losing ourselves in the process. But I think that the other thing is that what does your spouse bring to the table that's different from what you're bringing to the table? Because for us. That's the only way it works. Sid is not coming into the picture to co-design homes with me. He's coming in to compliment and do all the things that I'm not really good at. Mm-hmm. He came in, and I think we got a taste of that early on because I had started my design business. I was completely overwhelmed with work, um, working day and night. And said, hey, can you help me with some of this? And he realized that most of my time was actually being spent on the business and not on the creative side. Sure. And I wasn't doing that great of a job at the business, but I was I was spending most of my time running it. And we realized that my skills are the creative design aspect and then the marketing aspect. And what Sid is good at is everything else, and I'm not. And so for us, we have very little overlap. In our, and by very little, I mean there's no overlap in our roles. Yeah. So we can go a whole day of work without talking to each other because we are we focused on totally completely different focused parts on of the different. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the wonderful thing about working with your spouse, at least for me, is that like I have implicit trust. Mm-hmm. I 
know that we're not spending any time together during the day while Sid's on calls and I'm doing other things, but I know he's doing, we have the same vision. Well, you don't have to worry about that side of the business because no. of that trust, which right. I think is a really hard place to get for a business owner is the ability to almost delegate that off and yes. take that weight off of your chest and trust that it's going to get done. Right. Mm. And so for me, I would ask those questions like what do they add? What's <laughs> yes. different? Right. Yes. Because that's for us why it works. Mm-hmm. We would, I know we would argue if we were trying to do the same things in the business. Totally. Like if he was telling you what designs to yeah. do, you stepped in and said. Like operationally, like I, yeah. yeah. And I, I think we, we like to um, share ideas, get some feedback, do some consulting with mm-hmm. each other, but that's about that's about it. Yeah. And when you find that you are going too much business and kids and you forgot about you two together, what do you usually do or how do you check in? I mean, I think it was, in, I mean. When it first happened, it was like we were both crying for attention mm-hmm. and we were just exhausted and bickering and just at a certain point, we w- we were on a trip alone for work and we were like out to dinner and it was like, oh my gosh, is this a date? Like we're <laughs> only talking about work, <laughs> yeah. you know? Is this a work meeting or is this a date? And it was like, wow, we're not even dating each other anymore. We're using, the- we're at this amazing restaurant in New York and we're like not taking a break from mm-hmm. work. And so I think that that became clear. And now as we've navigated that, for me, I feel like we just speak up, like, put your phone down. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, I'm over here and I don't want to talk about work. Or we're in the car and going, you know, somewhere. And it's like, no, I don't want to talk about that right now. Um, We just have to be very blunt. I feel like I need to have topics of conversation. Almost like those little table topics for dinner. Because (laughs) otherwise, it's like kids work. Kids work. Because then we're at a date and I'm thinking, I don't really like... So you're watching the jazz? Because I'm not. So tell me about it, I guess. Or like, tell me the latest in the music industry. I don't know. Like, you know, but then I feel like, okay, we got to like have topics. You get into a groove, but it can be quiet for a few minutes. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. Almost like a first date because you're like, I don't know how to answer this question. We're good now. I mean, we got like, we got like the royal family giving us lots to talk about. Oh my God. You know, I got Bitcoin. (laughs) Shay knows very little about it, even though I tell her about it all the time. Yes. That's great because I can revisit that subject a hundred times and she still doesn't quite get it. So after today, you're going to have the Simpsons, right? Simpsons. Yes. We talked about the Simpsons. Currencies and Meghan Markle. Right? So. Well, we can talk Meghan Markle. I'm ready. You have to have those non-work topics. Totally. And at first it was like, it was quite like we had a lot more of like, we were just kind of, we decided, hey, we're not going to talk business at that dinner. And then we kind of just sat there. Yeah. Because your brain's like, <laughs> what like, else do I have in here? What yeah. do we do? Yeah. We've been talking about business for three years, like straight. And so it, it's fun. It's fun to, it's been fun to rediscover that. And I think that. You we, know what you I know, think was also really good for yeah. our relationship was like stuff outside of our relationship that were just for us personally. Like when we were starting the business and we were so into it, like, we dropped everything. It was like we weren't working out. We weren't doing anything for ourselves individually. And then it was a realization like Sid needs an outside activity. Mm-hmm. I can do yoga in our living room and clear my head. But for him, he needs to go like he needs on to a skate. bike, skateboard, outside, yeah. skateboard, do something. And anything. 
anything, but it has to be outside. And so we know that a key to happiness individually is also a good indicator of our health. Sure. Um, totally. So we try to be pretty mindful of that and like, hey, like you go, go do your thing, go get your nails done, go whatever. Like I got, I got, I got the kids. Like I'll make time for you to be have your time. With no resentment. And she does the same, sure. right. you know, because yeah. we know that that's important and that, that, that pays dividends in, in a lot of different places. So yeah. I always hear people talk about like this work-life balance and that was something I struggled with for a long time was this balance. And in, in my head, I would always picture a scale. It's like when you balance it, it's because the two are even or yeah. equal. And so someone changed that word for me and it was work-life harmony. Mm-hmm. And like all of a sudden that flipped the switch for me. So it's like different times in the business, in your life, you're going to have more hours here or more hours there. But if you find that spot where you feel like you're in harmony between the two, it's really powerful. Yeah. And so that was always big. And it's always hard, you know, as spouse, as you know, where does that line yeah. live, right? Yeah, that's nice. Because if as an alto, hello, <clears throat> as an alto. <laughs> no, but sometimes you really are singing the same note and it's a really boring line, right? And so, and but then you put it together with the soprano and you're like, that's so beautiful. But the soprano's like, hmm, all over the place. There you go. There's your little music. You can have that at your next table. Thank you. Date night. Thanks. about music. There you go. Yeah. So I have a question because something really interesting in your book, you talk about like your first job. And I think it's so cool to see this to what you have now decorating a bookshelf like that was the first job you did i mean how does that turn into the empire that studio mcgee is i mean in your wildest dreams that day could you have imagined what what you've built no because i was just grateful someone asked for my opinion yeah like i i was so excited that someone even trusted my taste level enough to come adjust things on their bookshelves. Um, And I didn't have those. And my ambitions were smaller and Sid's definitely, I think that we have differing ambitions, but Sid always thought bigger than I could have. Uh, But, you know, people always ask me this because this like, where do you, where do I start? Uh I was like, well, you just start anywhere. You start in your own home and then it becomes bookshelves. And then one step at a time, you gain a little bit more um, credibility. So I started with the bookshelves. And then the next project was helping with a one room project. And then that one room project becomes two. And then all of a sudden you're doing full houses. And then you're doing full houses and working with the architect to actually develop the plans from the ground up. And I think that... Over the course, you know, I started that bookshelf project how many years ago? Almost eight. Yeah, eight, nine years ago. And so one step at a time. And it didn't happen overnight, even though in some ways it can kind of feel that way. Sure. But it was definitely one room, one step, one mistake at a time. What's interesting about like design in general, and tell me I could be way off base. Basically, you get paid to think. Like... Like, like you, for your brain, right? It's like, mm-hmm. because they want to know like your ideas and how things go together. But it's not, I mean, in the beginning, it's not like I'm selling you a physical product and that's what I'm like uh-huh. being compensated for. It's more like, how should I do this? Or where does this go? And there's a lot of science behind it. Well, in the beginning, they really don't care about your opinion either. I think that <laughs> that's the other thing too, is like when you start are starting mm-hmm. out, you have 
I knew this at the time. It could it was frustrating, but no one trusted me. They saw that I was had some sort of fashion sense. They could see that. Yeah. That I could put things together and that I was inexpensive. <laughs> Right? I wasn't charging the going rate. So I was essentially a glorified assistant that happened to have good taste Mm. because I was bossed around a lot. And I don't mean that in a negative way because that's just how it is. When you start out, you haven't established the portfolio of homes to back up, hey, I'm a good designer Mm -hmm. because I probably wasn't really that good of a designer. I hadn't done that much. And so I think that you know, people were paying for um, me to run around, buy accessories. And uh, at the end of the day, um, now now it is that input and that thought that I'm hired for. But it wasn't it wasn't that way. I, I love that it was a shelf because that totally adds up. When you think about like a marathon and everyone shows the end of the marathon, right? And you're not showing not just the, you starting the marathon, you practicing like getting off the couch and running, but you found something that most people don't know how to do. A simple thing. Most people, do you know how many times I search on Pinterest for shelf ideas, <laughs> right? Because I have all these shelves and I'm like, I just want some more inspiration. And it's not like design my whole house. It's helped me with this small little problem. And then, uh, like you said, like a bigger problem and a bigger problem. And no one is, everyone thinks they want a show or everyone thinks they want a book. But no, solve a small problem and then solve the next problem, and then it grows. And I love that it was something, a small problem that most people have, which is a shelf. Everyone's got a shelf. Everyone's got a shelf. I love it. Love your shelf. Yeah. Love it. Oh, oh my gosh. If you don't make oh, that a shirt, oh. I will. Hey, You've hey, had that shirt. That's my job. That's my second job. Like, just make puns all day. Oh, wow. <laughs> the that, dad jokes. I, yeah. I like that one, like, really felt my, my oh. heart. It oh, hit my felt? heart. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Great. Love your shelf. I love that one. Shay loves shelf. it. So how did you know, like, when you were growing the business, that Instagram was going to be your ticket? Like, what made you feel... It was feel the first ticket. The first ticket. So it was what put me on the map. Like, I, I was definitely one of the very first people who saw Instagram as an opportunity as a designer. So... We had, you know, discovered this like cool new app and we were posting pictures for like friends and family still using the brown filters, you know, like (laughs) that. It was like that time. And I posted a picture of those bookshelves and got the most comments that I had ever received on just, you know, I had a couple hundred followers, but it was clear that the interest in what my side hustle was, that interest was there. And I realized with my marketing experience and no money, that this is a freeway. I didn't have to build a website yet. I could put pictures on there anytime I wanted if I could learn how to take photos. And so that I taught, I took, um, well, I took a class, an online class on, you know, taking um, my own photos and then just started posting them. And that following started growing very quickly. There was no such thing as the algorithm changing. Yeah. Yeah. And... I mean, followers. You used to see everybody's pictures you in order. Everybody's <laughs> pictures in order. Yeah, there you were could, no like, stories. It the was end. no such thing as a story. Yeah. Um. So you could do more behind the scenes in your feed. And I, Sid was like, it still is. Listens to every single business podcast, reads all the books, and um, 
he was like, like I heard this thing's like I've been listening to Gary V and he's been saying like <laughs> you know there's this thing you know like Instagram really I feel like it could be really good for you like but you got to post every day and you got to engage with people and I was like oh I have to respond to all these questions about paint color you know um, how many times wanted to say the same thing? right well and Shay because, went to town though on that yeah and I really I heeded that. But that was contrary to the design industry at the time. Like, totally. No one shared anything. Well, it's like you're divulging all of your secrets, right? Yes. It was exclusive, right? If right. you want it, you got to hire me. Yeah. If you want it, buy my book. Yes, but the, not just here's exactly my show. That's exactly what it used to color. be. Was like, totally. This, like, tier design used to be like an exclusive kids club. Totally. Like, hey, I have all the secrets. Mm-hmm. I have all the sources. If you want that, then like, that's what you're going to pay me like a lot of money for, mm-hmm. right? Because that's... That's what it was built on previously. And I think Shay really helped open that up to be like, okay. And of course, we still have some secrets. But <laughs> we're also willing to share a lot as well. And so with that encouragement, I was like, okay, fine, let's do this. And I could see the numbers just building quickly. And um, in hindsight, it's kind of crazy that we had like 30,000 followers and that gave us the confidence to sell our home in California, our cars, and our things. Well, 30,000 <laughs> in a while start ago. A Pretty big time, yeah. But at the it time, was. it was like a really big deal. Yeah. It, we, sure. We'd go to the grocery store. Yeah, you maybe heard of us. We have 30,000 followers. We're like, that's pretty much everybody we run into, right? But no, it was fun. Um, but but was, comparatively, right, in context yeah. with what was going on in the industry, like yeah. there's huge companies that didn't have, oh, right. they'd have like 5,000 followers or something yeah. 10, so yeah. it was it was gaining speed we could see the traction i was very busy and um then i begged sid for a long time and he had been working with his brother and he was like i am never working with family again mm-hmm. you know um, and i'm like okay well <laughs> so i have an idea i have this idea though <laughs> <laughs> so um eventually got him on board yeah. yeah yeah it just i mean i think when i came in i started to see like this is a wow. This is a good opportunity here because, like, she's she's got so much coming in and she's got more business than she can really handle right now. So, um, you know, I feel comfortable in the operational space. Like, let me just take this. I know you've saved thirteen thousand folders to your desktop because she saved <laughs> every file to the desktop, and it's like I'll just start pulling through this and 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 getting it organized and getting invoices out and setting up accounts and. Okay, like I feel really comfortable in that space. I don't know anything about the design world, but I know like we can organize this. I'll take care of that and you can run the creative, right? Um, and, and it's so always that been like well. scalability. We got to we got to do something that scales. Scales, scales, scales. And I was like, yeah, but uh, how there's do you There's only s- one of me. How do you scale you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so that's kind of been this uh, that's been it hasn't been an issue, but like that's always a challenge sure. with the creative industry is how you scale that. And so, um, but I but I love so. that because I love um, there's a book by Ryan Holiday called like The Obstacles the Way, mm-hmm. and and um, I think that like I continue to see that always. Like so, okay, you know, we, there's problems in our in our business, but really that's like showing you the way because if we can figure out how to overcome that then we're like off to the races. We have like a really, we have a good business here. Like that's awesome, right? So I think we've figured out how to overcome that challenge as best we can, right? We've built a really competent team. That's great. That has a really 
strong relationship with Shay knows the taste and the design that we want to go and can take it like, um, you know, most of the way there. And then Shay will help guide it the rest of the way. And that's working really well. And that allows us to take on as many projects as we do. And that's definitely been the way with like our product side as well, figuring out how to, you know, as you say, like Shay gets paid for her thoughts and her creative ideas. And so how do we build a team that's set up to, you know, work with her, extract those ideas, and then run and take it the rest of the way. And represent you know? her and not put in their own ideas, right? Because that gets tricky after a while, wouldn't it, in this industry? like I think that's one thing I love about the way we've set up what we do is that collaboration is like key collaboration is key um yeah <laughs> but got that tattoo on my <laughs> 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 oh my gosh there was a phase okay guys yeah. <laughs> we have a team of tastemakers essentially and they share a lot of similar ideas and um see a lot of trends and um concepts the way I see them like yes that's where we want to go no that's no you know but we it's not just me like dictating like this is the furniture piece that we're going to make it's like we all bring ideas and ultimately I have the end say you kind of have to have that or else you just walk in circles um, through a brainstorming session but because we have these tastemakers that share the same vision were able to scale. So you have someone who focuses specifically on just decorative accessories. That's true. And then someone who shares that same vision with just, you know, upholstery pieces. And so that is, but it's also why we can't scale design past where we, like we have had to really rein that in, keep it small and, um, there was a time when we said yes to everything and now it's like I can only handle a couple of projects um, and that that be, was an obstacle and then our solution was design becomes really a marketing tool for our business more than it is the thing that scales because yeah. product is. So is that what led to all the other developments that Studio McGee is today? Um, it's like trying trying to find that skill. Yeah. So we so we actually when we started, we really wanted to do e commerce from the get go. Okay. Sid was like very all about it, and but then that's when we got turned down, mm -hmm. and so it ended up being a later thing. But it it was actually the best thing that could have happened to us was getting turned down because we were able to build our reputation in the design industry and have trusting customer base. Um, and through social media so that when we did launch product, there was a, a hunger and a thirst for what we were putting out there instead oh, yeah. of us just telling people we're these new guys and this is our new product. I've, I've used you guys as, as examples in my classes often because your target line, first of all, I want to know how it felt to see your body in Target, like a whole big, huge picture of yourself, number one. But number two, it's there's such um, an excitement when you launch and people go fast and it sells out. And so it creates that like scarcity mindset. And so even if you're not sure if you like it, you buy it. Because <laughs> if, like you do, if you think about it, if it's there, you let's buy call it. it. Let's not say toilet paper sure, when we're talking I'm about sorry. their designs. <laughs> but let's like class it up a little bit. On. But no, but it's like, it's brilliant because it's like, oh, it's already sold out. And 
and people are sharing it and the relationships you've had on Instagram, they're sharing it. And okay, but it's brilliant. So I've used it many times. I'm like the way they launch with Studio McGee at Target is just so smart because it creates this scarcity and excitement. But first, how did it feel to see your full, like it's like full size you. Oh my gosh. Target is like my dream. So I... When we first met with him, Sid was just dying because I know everything about Target. Like I am the customer. Yeah. Like I, you know, like I can reference the Hunter collaboration Mm -hmm. from 2014 (laughs) with a surety about all the product and the Liberty bike that they put out. You know, like I, I I Mm -hmm. know I am a Target customer. So when they came in. Like this was not just, I mean, yes, it's a great business move, but for me, it's like just a dream to work with this company that I have admired. I can't imagine bigger. So, so long. Honestly, like I cannot imagine something that feels more prolific, right? Than like having your core, like you're a corner. Can we just say that? (laughs) You're a corner of Target. There are only four of them. No, yeah, there are not very many corners. No, and (laughs) like right there, I was just at Target yesterday and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's a freaking corner. (laughs) Like I knew it, but I just realized it when I was there and I was like, man, like that's, I don't know. I mean, that's, yeah, that's got to feel like, oh my gosh, that's me. I'm here. Yeah, well, and I think what makes it even better is that they're amazing to work with and that is like just the honest truth and they carry so much about design. I didn't realize how much thought goes into every single product. Um, And once I visited the design teams and we started working on things, like I just realized like this is this is a dream on so many other levels I didn't even realize. But when I walk in, yeah, I mean, I have pictures of like my babies in the Target carts, like stacked with baskets, dreaming about one day being the Nate Burkus on the sign, right? Right. and so to see that come to fruition is really, really wild. Like I can't help but, you know, walk through that section and just feel like I need to pinch myself. Wait, I just want to see someone seeing you What's walk that? through the section. <laughs> like I bet that's a trip. Like, oh my gosh, she's shopping her own collection. Does, do they not send it to her? <laughs> like, are they, does she not get any of or this? Or like adjusting things? Like, oh wow, everything uh, sold out and they put something else. That yeah, this isn't mine. This isn't mine. Let's scoot that out of there. <laughs> um, but yeah, masks, man. It's easy to hide that's behind true. the mask. Mask. But- and a hat yeah mask and a hat (laughs) so question is with your marketing and communications background is it your idea or was it something collaborative with target to have your launches the way you do because it's different than everyone else they don't have kind of these new launches what is it every other month or am i it's every every couple months we do these launches and um the scarcity i don't know that that was intentional (laughs) yeah well, it's genius. Um, I mean, so. it's where it's yeah. worked, but not that not that that was intentional. But it was intentional to do our launches in a different way, where we incorporate social media. So mm-hmm. um, their other partners are not creating special videos and tips and tricks. And we wanted, we really wanted to carry what people know us for um, on social into that experience. And so, um, you know, they're very interested in you know differentiating their partners and so mm-hmm. what makes you what makes studio mcgee different and mm-hmm. so that's where we honed in on those 
those things. I don't know anyone else that has a line at Target that does it the way you do, which I think is awesome. And it's one of those like new tricks for an old concept, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, other people will have their line and I don't even notice when there's something new. It kind of looks like it's shifted, but I don't really know. And this feels really aware uh, that there, this is new. This is the next stage of Studio McGee. So I think it's, I mean, yeah. Have they, I think have they not tried to like replicate that with other people? Or is that something that when you guys I think, I think like signed your contract, you kind of own it? With us because of the social aspect. Okay. Right. Since we have like such a social presence across multiple platforms. Yeah. And then our audience is there. And then a lot of like people that we collaborate with often and partner with, like they're on social too. So a lot of that, would you agree? Like is. Yeah you know, through that way. And I'd say it's not Instagram doing it. It's you guys doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. That's the difference. Right. Uh, We're creating short form video content and things like that, that other people aren't. But that was already a part of like the model that we follow for McGee and co. And so it's like an easy for us. If someone else is going to try to do that, it would be like a very laborious process to bring in, you know, so many new things. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. I get that. So how did you guys, I mean, you guys have to run. I know we're going to wrap up right now. Last question is Netflix docs, the, the series. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. Awesome. It's awesome. Thank it's you. so much fun. Um, it was fun watching you build Travis Hansen's house oh, yeah. and the massive gym. Yeah, I, I don't know him, but my son was super jealous of that basketball court. So cool. He's like, can we do that? I'm like, I could use a little bit more bro. time on the court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, oh yeah, that's true. I could see that. Yeah. But that, that, that was probably one of our, that's probably one of our more favorite, like one of my more favorite projects that we've done yeah. uh, for a while. I just, the whole house was cool. They were, they were such really cool people and yeah. we can talk about the Netflix show and how that came to pass and someone had a plan uh, <laughs> and we went to the meeting and I wasn't ready to, to kind of go in. I it. only had a plan because when we first parade into TV, it was a disaster of an experience. You have to say that. We were approached by a production company saying that they were representing HGTV, which they probably were, but when, but we, when we first started, first it was like out, we were a we're couple like, months oh in. Oh my gosh, we're yeah. like, we do a show oh for God, HGTV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rad. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah, okay, come on over. We just want to be ourselves. Totally, just be ourselves. <laughs> do you have a hammer and like a sledgehammer and a helmet? And like, a basketball? Like, for kidding. business yeah, totally. stuff? And they're like, yeah, yeah, just bring it with you. you know, just bring it with you. They just described like we were... We had to like cast a client and they were filming it and you know, they were doing like the angle where the camera guy would like lay on the ground and like get this upward shot of Sid like throwing stuff into the dumpster (laughs) and oh, it was so bad. It wasn't us and uh, thankfully it didn't work out because it wasn't us. (laughs) Um, And then we swore, we're never doing TV again. It's stupid. We're just going to do our own. So So that's how our YouTube channel started actually. So I think, you know, when we talk about obstacles, like, we had not had that experience would i mean we probably would have started a youtube channel eventually but it wouldn't have been with um as much conviction i think to just figure out our way to do content we kind of did out of spite in a sense because they said no <laughs> oh, and then we yeah. were like fine you guys you <laughs> know? Who said i'll show no. you and, Netflix said and no or HGTV. HGTV. Yeah, yeah so then we were like hey we'll just we know video content is going to be an important thing going forward the next couple of years. Uh, that was the next kind of thing I was hearing about. I was like, let's just, we should look to fire, like hire an, a videographer with our contractor in house or whatever. And let's just make our own videos. You think it'd be short form and stuff. 
Um, you know, like we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. We like didn't have mics, well, you hired, so but you we but you just did someone. it though. That was more we important. We did it. That's we started the most putting important those videos out. You yeah, just you did just it. started, and we, and I think that that's like a huge. That's been a huge factor in the last few years growth because we didn't wait until everything was perfect we didn't wait until we could afford the fancy microphones and the camera it was like hey just (laughs) just talking about these microphones you just do it you know you just do it and uh then you one step at a time figure it out because people yell at you on youtube it's echoing. Oh get to, get the roto mic. You know, and I'm like, okay, fine. Get the roto mic G six four six. I'll put a link below. <laughs> yeah, they always like Um, so we we did that, and then I guess we were able to show what we were all about because then we had then we got a meeting with Netflix, and th- so um, were you reaching out to them? Um, with like to pitch the show or did they have an no idea? they well they said come in okay and there was nothing about what it was about I mean oh. obviously it was about a show yeah. but I kind of thought that they were going to be talking to us yeah but as a just in case I had our videographer make a sizzle reel to show what we were about because I um Last time when someone else made a sizzle reel for us, it went really poorly. So I was like, we'll just, we have all this video content. We can just do something. So thank heavens, because we went into this meeting and they're like, so. Oh my gosh. They called you. They had you come. And then they're like, what do you want to talk to us about? (laughs) So what do you guys have in mind for a show? Oh my goodness. So so it's like, get out the binder. Get out the binder. It's a show about nothing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? What put you I was sweating and panicking. I was like, yeah. And we were really poor and we had like lots of credit. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, just stop. Just stop talking for a second. (laughs) I was like, we 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 got far. Like, we we worked really hard. And she's like, hold on. Just hold on. Okay. So then she's like, here's what we had in mind you know yeah oh my goodness they love and that. i'm like I, you know i have a so were you just clip. like winging it we haven't we are like our i agent, was our agent it. was our agent was, was there yeah but he's like he was just kind of letting us do our thing he yeah. wasn't trying to be like you know this is the next yeah. couple you know it was just like he knew that i am like a preparer <laughs> so i he had my have something. i had stuff and so i had come up with a few ideas of like because everyone wants a format for a show and formats are hard because they often put design couples in the contractor designer format. Mm-hmm. And we are very honest that that wasn't us. Um, and ultimately, we landed on this concept that evolved over time. And originally, it was going to be like two reveals an episode. And then everyone realized that's a lot. That's a lot. We've tried <laughs> to tell them that's a lot, yeah. but they're like, we're going to do it bigger and better, you know? And I'm like, that's a lot of houses. Um, but we ended up finding that a mix of big and small projects is really fun. Um, that's what's been so cool to watch. Like yeah. a basement theater or a 750,000 square foot house with the basketball court. <laughs> I think you underestimated it. It was 800,000. It was 800,000. <laughs> Don't be dramatic. It was a capital building. <laughs> but that's what's been so cool is to see yeah. such variation. I mean, the cabin in, yeah. I don't know how you even found it. Yes. You know, but it's been so rad to see the different types of projects that you've been able to do. And I don't know, That's I think that's been it speaks a lot to your ability, right? Is to adapt and have fun and enjoy all different sizes of things. Yeah. I mean, we had no idea what we were going to do. 
yeah. TV is like so time consuming. Uh, and I think we knew it was going to be. We didn't realize how. Dude, it's not. <laughs> do your it's girls so like it? Like, how, how do the girls handle the the project the like the the film crew? Like, when my kids get guests come to the house, it is like they flip the switch and it's like you guys are insane. Stop. <laughs> so, like, how do you handle like having people around and like filming? Like, do they act normally? Because they seem super We're, normal. We try to be pretty mindful of how like the the availability of like the kids to filming. And so we've been really precise on like, Hey, you're going to have an hour and a half to film with them because we still have like their school and their classes. And like, we're not taking our kids out of school and they're not missing lessons. They're doing all their stuff. Right. So like, I think our kids have had cameras though in their faces. Um, and not to this degree, and of course, someone always ends up getting hurt. And then so we can like, relate okay, to the royal on, family, you know? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you we get trapped, it. Sid, right? Are you trapped? Blink are you twice trapped? Tra- <laughs> I got you. Oh, you just I'll wear a yellow shirt. Oh, blink oh, twice. <laughs> you know? Oh, I know that one too. Oh my uh, gosh. But yeah, they're they're natural on camera. Um, but I feel like we're really protective about like, you know, they... They'll ask questions like, uh, can they ride their bikes here? And I'm like, no, because I don't want you to see this background or whatever that, oh, okay. that may be. Yeah. Uh, but For the most part, they're pretty good. Yeah. It's really funny when they're not being good and you're like, I can't yell at you because I we're on camera. <laughs> you, you know, so and, yeah. please get it together. You need to do a sign that you give them. That when they see it, they're like, oh, no, I'm a <laughs> yeah. like, great job. Oh, the three fingers. No. I, I'm going to tell you my favorite part was the slide. That oh. when I saw you blow up that, I'm not going to say <laughs> it's gross right. or ratty or dirty. It is. But it was like, whoa, okay, that was unexpected. You know, it's just kind of this really old blow up slide and you just put a hose on. It well, Shay, something all, that, like, this, attacked. It, always like Shay's like, hey, like at our last house, Shay's like, <laughs> here's this cute little trampoline. I think we should get one for the kids. It'd be fun. And I was like, okay. So I ordered like a 16 foot like Instagram for trampoline. Yeah. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like I want to be on it too. So same kind of thing. I feel like he sent me like a little baby slide thing. <laughs> and I like bought the biggest inflatable. It's not that it was just big. It was like, it was like, Kind of like dirty, has, like, like all the black, <laughs> yeah. And, and you well, just when you first like, pull it out, you had to spend you had to spend a good five minutes like killing all the spiders and things <laughs> oh, that are because the guys are gosh. like they'll be like we oh, got it and then they're like going down and they go in the pool and they're like there's another spider <laughs> floating <laughs> oh, like my God. you know they're like freaking out and they're like okay we got it we're good we're good you know? but it was that hose that it t- it wasn't like anything fancy <laughs> no. it was like here's the hose I'm like a little relatable right because that feels so like you've got this beautiful home and all this fun stuff you're doing that basketball court in the eight hundred thousand square. <laughs> home and then here's the hose on yeah. the blow up slide i was like i love this i'm in like that was like i know it was toward the end we're it was in classy, earlier a little bit no i love you it. know <laughs> trashy it. but we're like to have a good time so would you say are you doing more episodes is it's we, well we have been on break which has been wonderful yeah <laughs> um <laughs> and it's about to start up again things are gonna get crazy did you do this intentionally? it's gonna be with the gopro <laughs> oh. in the delivery room like yeah. i just are you really no. oh i'm like <laughs> i'm so good like, you can't like make this, those jokes with production because i like no. this is a whole they do that and they're like yeah would you? would you though would you <laughs> i'll send you an email and i'm like okay bro chill. like sign this release yeah. no yeah. no yeah did you do it intentionally kind of like the target with was it was six episodes and six what was it they they released at different times you know 
Netflix has like all sorts of reasons behind like that wasn't us like driving the six and the six episodes Mm -hmm. um but it works out the interesting thing cool is that Netflix has to translate the show into like several hundred languages oh yeah and so it takes months after and so because of COVID we had taken some breaks and um so this it worked out where we just, that's how they launched it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will be this. Mm. Way. I don't know if I can speak to that, but I don't think it'll be. I think it'll oh, be just cool. a longer season. Because it's like you could binge it, and then you had a yeah. break, and then you could, you could binge it yeah. again, and it was like new content. I don't know. Yeah. Put, put in a good word. Say, this one lady was like, you should do six again. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I just want to. Anyway, no, that was awesome. Yeah, so where it's about. And she was saying this thing I'm about like, you like know, baritones and like sopranos. Yeah, and then like to get my tramp stamp well, we gotta removed. <laughs> Sorry, did I say that? No, my back tattoo. My lower back. My lower back, lower tattoo. back tattoo. I was just thinking that's what you're going to say, why it didn't work with HGTV, because he was putting the garbage in, and they saw the, they saw the <laughs> communication is key. Midriff, oh, no, yeah. collaboration is key. <laughs> He's like, no, don't show my tattoo. Uh, collaboration is key. They're like, yeah, yeah, we'll call you. That didn't affect anything. <laughs> it didn't do anything. You're great. We love uh, you. Well, thank you guys so much. I know. <laughs> time is up but thank you so much for coming on this has yeah, been thank you guys so much fun anything specific do you want to send people to or make that they're looking out for target your book i mean yeah show, I, mean, I mean your everything instagram yeah. shop our target line you can follow us on instagram at studio mcgee and mcgee and co and watch we have hundreds of videos on youtube DIY, like how to style bookshelves and all all that kind of good stuff so that's a good place to follow us as well cool yeah. awesome. thank you guys so much <laughs>